Welcome to the engineer-ish, or as we like to say, engineer minus the ish. The most unique math problem we've been puzzled by, solved, and certainly revisited throughout our journey as engineers. I'm Tori. And it's your boy, Drew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the engineer-ish. Uh, minus the ish. Are we taking the ish out or are we putting the ish in? I'm going to take it out. I'm putting it in. Uh, no. The Engineer-ish. Now in session. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, Andrew? What's going on, Tori? How you living, girl? Hey, y'all, I got to tell y'all, Tori got her hair to the side. Laid to the side. Cute, boy. She's sitting sideways like she from Texas (laughs) out here. Yeah, and Drew actually complimented me right before we got on here. So I'm like, yeah, don't just keep the compliments behind. Nah, not at all. Not behind closed doors. I want to share it with the world. If I could screenshot you right now and put you on, I'm telling (laughs) you, I'm a a promo. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, y'all, she's single. She's out here ready to mingle. You know what I'm I mean? I'm out here. Show shot. Shoot I'm show out here. <laughs> well, you guys do have our email. You have several um, several of our social, uh-huh. social sites. Slide off in them DMs. Go ahead. Slide in our DMs. And now to give Drew the chance to approve because I do take his, uh, I take, I'm going to let yeah, him I'm gonna check you out. I'm going to check your, check your rap sheet player. <laughs> so how you doing, Mr. Drew? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm feeling great. I'm in a good mood. You know what I mean? I'm I'm excited to be here. Like I'm just You're always I'm just, excited. To I feel be like here. I'm just having, you know, I'm having one of those weeks where I'm just feeling grateful. You know what I mean? I'm feel I'm feeling grateful. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be hanging out with you. I'm glad to have all these these cool ass listeners out here. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like every time I feel like every time we get a a, a message or something on on uh, social media. Um, where somebody just expresses like gratitude to us. Like it really lifts my spirit every time. Not that my spirit is down, but like I I love hearing people say like, oh, I really appreciated you saying that. Or, oh, you know what I mean? Like this story really resonated with me. It always makes me feel good. Like the things that that we're sharing are are really helping to to impact people. And I think that's an amazing thing. It makes me feel amazing. So, you know, I'm trying to to share that with you, Tori. I second, I second that for sure. Like, I mean, um, recently, uh, Drew shared um, some feedback from LinkedIn because we have, you know, we take turns managing our uh, social sites right now. Even though we have, we get pretty busy, but we do take time to make sure that we we're on those sites so we can really just like interact with people. That's important to us. So we definitely do appreciate those reaching out. Like some of you have shared your stories saying like, how relatable it is. Like mm-hmm. we've been getting some good questions from the listeners and just yeah. some good DMs. And it just, it really feels good. Like this is really like, we really felt called to do this and just knowing that you guys are, you know, it's impacting you guys and it's just relatable. That's, yeah. that just means the world. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Mm, oh, hit him with the Espanol then, girl. Un poco. okay okay so you want to get you want to get into this episode recap or would you would you like for me to do the honors yeah how about you do the honors and we'll stick to english for the recap okay all right strictly (laughs) english strictly english no problem all right so the recap you know go back rewind a little bit everybody loves a good story and last week We talked about that comeback kid, right? That comeback kid. Everybody loves 
you know, and when you're watching a movie and you're getting into the movie and you always get to that point where you'd be like, it's <laughs> no way, it's no way they're going to get out of this situation. I don't really no know way. why they even made this movie, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you know that what's <laughs> about to happen. You're like, look, it's done. But somehow, some way, they, they get out back. of it, right? Yeah. That's what we talked about last week. The morning after, okay? The morning after. After you've done something big, after you've gotten past the fear or something that you like were afraid of something that was holding you back and you and you take a step beyond that and you get to look back on it man man this is that's i feel like that's what uh powerful that's the excitement in life right there when you have those kinds of kinds of moments yeah and and those type those moments usually precede growth um oh, yeah. and and just remember guys we coined the phrase the morning after effect. You heard it uh, here first. Uh, so don't y'all go trying to put it on the son. shirts. If, <laughs> if you do put it on the shirt, make sure you go ahead and put that quotation marks. Those yeah, quotation marks. Out, you know what I'm saying? Just give us a shout out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the morning after effect. Tag us. You know what I mean? Can we get a tag in that thing? And um, I mean, we're still we're still looking forward to people uh, reaching out to us and letting us know. We'll give you guys we'll give you guys like three weeks, at least three weeks. Yeah. We'll give you a yeah. grace period because we had it's been kind of crickets out there for what your morning after effect was. So we still want to hear from you. What was let your us know, man? After I know y'all effect. out here getting wins. I know y'all are out here getting victories in your own way, in your lane. I know it's happening. And you're probably keeping them to yourself. That's the whole, that's the whole point of this. Don't keep your victories to yourself, no matter how small what you went through uh-huh. could poss- quite possibly help somebody else get through and move through. And that's really the point Always. of, of life is helping other people by your stories. So so yeah, yeah. so I don't wanna I don't wanna belabor too long on on what on yesterday, right? We gotta live yeah, in the present. We gotta, we gotta live in the present. In the Right. So so I want to get into I want to get into our topic time. And Tori, if, if you don't mind, can you can you introduce the topic for us this week? Yeah, I mean, I guess since you asked, like, I feel like if I turned you down after you came on giving me compliments, I'd be pretty rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. I could I could take responsibility if I need to take responsibility. I just like to share. You know, what I mean, I'm in a sharing mood. But I will. So we have we have a, a wonderful surprise for you guys. Like we've been. We've been like doing our homework, getting yeah. uh, guests on here that we think will add value. And in this episode, not going to say too much, but we have a person that has worked in HR for several companies, not yes. one company, yes. but several companies. Yes. And you, you guys know that we we had talked about we wanted to get somebody on from HR because we have some tough questions that we want to know. And uh, we're going to kick off topic time by talking about um two week notices dun, dun, dun. the two weeks notice oh man i'm getting like a little nervous thinking about right, it but right. <laughs> <laughs> two week notices so two week notices um for those i mean hopefully you guys know what what, what that means but um a two week notice is the notice you give an employee when you're transitioning to another career opportunity or when you're just mm-hmm. maybe leaving for entrepreneurship you just want to quit because you're like, you know what? I got bigger and better things. Either yeah. way, it's usually for another opportunity of some sort. Let so me, we just ask you this. Let me ask you this, Tori. Sure. What, how do you feel about two week notices in the relationship? You know what I mean? Could we, should we give two week notices? Like, you know what? 
I don't really think this is working out. You know, I've really enjoyed, you know, being in this position, you know, in this relationship. But I'm really thinking, you know what I mean? That on the on the 17th, I think uh, I think I'm going to go explore new opportunities. I feel like you might have you may have had a bug in my house because I literally <laughs> last week I talked to a friend and I said there's two things that I think should be mandatory. And even in relationships, uh-huh. I say in friendships, two week notices. Just okay. because communication is important, don't go mm-hmm. ghosting nobody. Yeah. So two week notices and exit interviews, because you gotta. T- I feel exit like interview, exit interview. Ex- okay. Yeah. Exit interview is like your closure. Like I mean, you just want to be like, hey, this is what it is. This is why we're, I, you know, after you put in your two week notice, then come yeah. together and just, you know, clean slate, leave. That's deep. That's deep. That, I'm, I, hey, I, that sounds like self improvement right there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for yeah, I, think I like so. that. I, I like that. So. Two week notice and self improvement. Try it out in your relationship. Let us know how it goes. I've never tried it myself, so I don't. I can't give you no advice on it. I have no <laughs> real experience in that in that area. Uh, Drew, I think I might give you a two week notice, but anyway, let's. <laughs> I'm gonna refuse it. I'm not even gonna open it up. I'm be like, nope, <laughs> no, nope, you can't quit. You can't quit. If I give you a notice, I mean, so what I pose to you, Drew, I'm gonna let you start out. Um, all right, all right. We found a article, a very great article on mm-hmm. our, our one of our favorite reference sites now. Uh, indeed, uh, career, indeed, career, the indeed career section. Yeah. So before we even jump into the article, I'm going to ask you, Drew. So do you think two week notices are necessary? Like, what do you think about two week notices? Um, have you mm-hmm. done them and what has been your ex- or have you put in a two week notice and what has been your experience in doing so? Yeah. So, so my experience, every job that I've left, I always put in a two week notice and, and I'll even, I'll even say like up until we started doing some research for this episode, I completely thought two weeks notices was like a requirement. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't put in a two week notice and it's funny, like now thinking about it, I I don't, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I thought, I don't know, (laughs) something bad is going to happen if you don't put in a two week notice, but there was no... Yeah, I don't I don't really know like what the what I thought the consequences were going to be, but I definitely thought there would be some consequences if I didn't put in a two week notice. So I, I always thought they were mandatory. So I've always any job that I left, um, mm-hmm. I always put in a, in a two week notice. What, okay. what about you? What about you? What's your what is your experience? Um, I've put in a lot of two week notices mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, I've always put in a two week notice because I feel like I feel like it's just. The professional thing to do and the right thing to do. I, okay. I don't know. It just seems like in being a like a professional person and leaving on a good note, yeah. you want to give the employer like, you know, some time to like yeah. digest it or whatever. Oh yeah. But now that I think about it, I'm like, man, I've worked for some companies that didn't even deserve a two-week notice. Like didn't after even I, deserve after, a two-week notice. Say it after again. what after what we're gonna go over today, I'm kind of thinking like, you know. A couple of people shouldn't have uh, gotten it. Should have just been the old, you know, just give them the okie doke and head out. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. No, Monday, but no, you won't. No, you won't see me on Monday. <laughs> okay, so since you put in a two week notice, I want to ask this: Have okay. you noticed that any? Well, first, how many two weeks notice have you put in? Have you put in a couple or just one or? Um, just a couple. Uh, like, okay. so I haven't, I mean, I haven't worked at that many companies, um, but the companies that I, that I have worked at, um, I mean, I always, I don't think I've ever had a bad relationship with the company. So I never felt like, 
I never really had a reason not to put in a, a two week notice or whatever when I when it was time for me to, to part ways or whatever. Um, so it's only been a couple for me. OK, so with that, have you noticed any like ill treatment from managers post resignation? What what's been the like the feeling in an office environment like after you after you yeah. uh, put in your resignation? No. So, I mean, honestly, I've had pretty good experiences. Like I even had one company that bought me a gift um, after my, my two week notice. Um, I mean, I like I, I think just because I've for the, for the most part, like I've had pretty good relationships like with the people at the company um, that when, you know, of course, nobody, you know, nobody wants to see anybody leave per se. Right. Um well, I mean, I guess they they could if they didn't think I was performing my job. Um, yeah. But I mean, again, because I had, you know, pretty good relationships, you know, they they didn't want to see me leave, but they understood, you know, if there were other opportunities and they couldn't, you know, match whatever it was that I that I wanted or they weren't, you know, fulfilling what I felt like my needs were. I didn't, you know, whatever it was, whatever the reason was why I was leaving. Um, you know, I've had everybody for the most part wish me well, you know what I mean, when I when I left. So I didn't I haven't really felt any negative actions uh because of you know putting in a in a two week a two week notice what what uh what about you have you i feel like i feel like you you yeah. have a little bit of a different story i had I've, I've had a couple so i'll talk about the positive first so a, with a couple companies they were happy uh-huh. for me they asked to take me to lunch like they wanted to do something for mm-hmm. me like mm-hmm. um like we hung out like kind of like you know, post, like, even after I had, uh, you know, my last day, we had, like, did something just to kind of hang out again. Okay. But two companies, so one of the companies, the manager just, like, stopped talking to me. Like, I didn't, uh-huh. they didn't talk to me for two weeks. Flat straight. out. Uh-huh. They act like I wasn't even there. Like, oh, literally. it's like, dad. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> ignored me. It felt like a breakup. I'm like, is this, like, a, I guess it is a breakup. You guys are bitter. Yeah. So that happened uh, with once, and those were guys that reacted that way. You know and what? You should have got him. You should have got him a, a thing of salt when you left, and just left it on his desk. <laughs> left it on a desk. Yeah. See if he got now, he got the message. <laughs> I've put in two week notices in a very petty manner before, so I mean, depending mm. on my relationship with okay. the manager, I can be pretty like petty with how I do it. But anyway, it's okay. always professional. But anyway, so that that happened once, and then with another company. Um, the my manager's manager called me in and I kid you not uh-huh. he like had his head down like he was crying like I really you heard his some, feelings he's like I got some like really bad news over the weekend I didn't know if I should call you yeah. or I'm like what like what, what did some did somebody die like I'm like confused <laughs> did he so, like did he like pause and put black street on and it was like dun 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 he, Hey, he Only might as well. No, li- literally, Drew, he might as well. Like his head was down. I was so confused. Like. So yeah, I, I've had, I've had, I've had it all happen when it comes to resignation. I mean, that's I guess that's what happens when you work hard. You know what I mean? They they just hate to they hate to see you leave. When you when you're a hot commodity, they hate to see you leave. Okay. All right. So what about, what about like a a good experience? You know what I'm saying? That you, well, but I'm not going, before we get to the good experience, you know what I'm saying? We know none of us, none of us are perfect, but I want to hear about the petty story. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to know the, the petty two week resignation. How did that go about? Um, so with the petty two week resignation, 
it was more of how I worded the the it was how I worded the uh-huh. resignation. Word choice. That's important. Yeah, word That's choice and the resignation. It was how I worded it. <laughs> and now that I think about it, that may be why he my manager just stopped talking to me because it mm. was like mm. I mean, usually if you use asshole in in the resignation oh leader, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. I've never gotten one that said that, but I think if somebody said that, I might, you know, stop talking to them too. You know, I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. I just, that just reminds me of something. The funniest <laughs> resignation ever. And I feel like this is, this goes down in, uh, I don't know, resignation history. Resignation so history. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to add a clip. So actually I'm going to insert a clip right here so you guys can hear it, but I'm All just going right. to tell a little bit, but I'm going to insert it. So it, a lady actually quits on radio and she the way she quits is like man that i aspire to be Uh i aspire to be that petty but (laughs) but yeah i just got a raise after six years i know i'm qualified and after saying this i don't care if i ever get another job in radio period it does not matter to me but we, I never will not be setting the mood at BLX no more. I refuse to walk around with people that'll speak to you. Hey, Arnetta, how you doing? But then as soon as you walk by that bitch, I will not do it to myself anymore. So if you're confused about what I'm saying, listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. On the big station, 93 BLX. <laughs> Okay, I like it. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And when it's time to go, <laughs> would they say I'm ready to go? I am ready to go. She was ready to go. And so hopefully uh, we were able to put that in and you guys heard that. So we'll we'll edit that in so you guys can, can hear that. So yeah. I actually want to know from you, Drew, do you mm-hmm. mentally check out or do you help with help them with the transition? What's been your experiences? Like, are you like, dang, I'm 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 over this job. Like, what do you do? So I'll I'll be honest. Like, uh, I think I've I've always been a little bit of a people pleaser. And so uh usually when I leave a company, I always feel kind of bad. Like I kind of feel like I'm abandoning them in a in a certain sense, even though you know I know it's like the right decision and you know, I have all these other reasons. But like, you know, I've, I've developed, you know, these friendships or whatever um, with some of my coworkers and stuff like that. Um, and I kind of feel like <laughs> and this this might be my ego talking a little bit. But in my head, I'm like, they're never going to find another person like me. Like, what are they going to do without me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so I feel a, I feel a little bit bad. So I'm always very helpful. Like those like, I feel like I, I even go like the extra mile those last two weeks. You need me to stay late? OK, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, gosh. I understand. I mean, I'm gonna be out of here in a couple of days anyway. So, you know, I might as well go ahead and, you know, help you out with this before I get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, so I've always been very, very helpful um, in those, in those last two weeks before, uh, before I head out. So. Yeah. I say with me, um, with one of my resignations, I remember I was working with a friend, like a um, really close friend. Mm-hmm. And so I resigned, she was still going to be there. Yeah. But we were working on a project together. So there mm-hmm. was some time there was some, we were working on a layout 
a cat layout of some sort. And so mm-hmm. I stayed there to help her like late, like, you yeah. know, six o'clock. And I'm yeah. usually, I'm the type that I'm not going to do no overtime. I'm going to be out <laughs> as soon as it's time. I'm, I'm watching. It for is five Oh one. Do that, not contact me. Oh I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, is, that is definitely me. I am not the one that's going to be staying later, but yeah. um, yeah. I did like that was I the most overtime I had ever worked in my life was just like you know during that two week period because I was helping her because she was yeah, my friend because that was, was your like, homie yeah I was like, I don't want to leave you in a bind so okay have you ever have you ever been contacted by your former employer after you left like for any for any reason like well not necessarily any reason but like they they were looking for something they had a question about something that you worked on or something like something came up where they felt the need to contact you. Um, after you had like two weeks is over, you've already left the company. No, you know, I haven't had anybody contact me directly, uh, on work related stuff, but one of my managers, I hang, I hung out with, like, I, like after I quit, like I went and like, we played tennis together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was super cool. So yeah, I was able to do that. And he was happy that I was moving on. He kind of understood why I left. Like he's like, yeah, I get it. So uh, I mean, yeah. it definitely it definitely makes sense. And sometimes that's the that's the decision, you know, that you got to make. Let me let me ask you this. Um, like when you're kind of, I guess, considering, you know, putting in your your two weeks notice. Right. Or you're you're at the point where you're like or, or you're unsure, like what kind of tips that scale or in your pa- in the past, what has kind of been like the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, where you were like, you know what? I'm putting in the two weeks notice. This is, I'm done with this. I'm done with it. It's over. Oh, you're talking about the timing? Yeah. Uh, you know what? So I think about the, they're all awkward. Honestly, I don't, I don't like, like doing it unless mm-hmm. it's somebody that I'm like really upset with, like a manager that's been like uh really like hard to work with. But I remember yeah, yeah. my one manager who I said I went and played tennis with, he had just came back from a vacation and I, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh so man. I was like putting in a two week notice when he came back, but like one day went by and I'm like, you know what, I want to give him a chance to get back. I I, I didn't want to put it back the day he came <laughs> he yeah, came back from yeah, vacation. Yeah. Let me give so him a I, day. Let me give I him like a try to, in his groove. <laughs> yeah, I tried to push it out. And then finally something happened with somebody else that I was so annoyed. I'm like, today's the day. Cause I'm not <laughs> trying to, I'm not trying to prolong my, my, my time here. So I was like, I think the second day he came back, I said, I got to do it today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so do you, do you usually email the two weeks notice or do you, are you a hand, are you a hand drop off slide it under the door? What kind of, what kind of interaction is it? Is it, you know, the last, that last email that you send before you walk out? Like, so if somebody call you about it, the day is over. Don't call. It's too late. It's already in. Like, it's already well, in. for one of my petty ones, I did it like on a Friday, like the weekend. Like I put it on my manager's desk, like yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of his keyboard. Apple's it just weekend. depends. Like I'm telling you, I have it planned in my head with how I'm going to do it for the people that I <laughs> actually respect. Yeah. For the people that I respect. Then it's like a little more like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to cushion this. But the other people, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to hit you hard. So when you go the weekend, you're like, dang, an employee's quitting. What am I going to do? Yeah. So going to pack your weekend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so do you, I'm interested uh, because I've seen, I've seen people before that have like gone down that process of submitting their two weeks. Um, but for one reason or another, they ended up staying at the company. So, and it, and so it could be that they really? decided, you know, the company decided to give you a raise or, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
whatever, you know, something may have happened that changed your mind about it, right? Mm-hmm. At the point where you're submitting a two-week notice, is there is there still room for conversation? Never. But no. I've, <laughs> had, I've had I've it's had cut and dry. No. Yeah, it's not, not. never. No it's cut. like to me, I look at it like a breakup. Like uh-huh. when I get to the point where I'm done and I'm fed up with somebody, there's no like because mentally I've kind of checked out before then. Yeah. Like the, okay. the two-week notice is the last straw, but like you better believe months before I was like trying to plan yeah. an exit strategy strategy. It just, the opportunity just opened itself. So yeah, a couple employ uh, employers did say like, Hey, well, is there anything we can do uh-huh. we'll move you into a new position? If you're having problems with this manager, we'll right, put you yeah. on a special project. And I'm just like, uh huh, thank you. But no. Yeah. What about you? Uh, no. So I, yeah, I'm once I've, once I've gotten to that place where I'm submitting the two week, two week notice, it's a pretty firm decision. I won't say that I wouldn't change my mind, but I feel like the offer that you would have to like come back with at that point, it's, I mean, it's got to blow my socks off. You know what I'm saying? If my <laughs> socks don't come off when you say it, I th- I'm still leaving. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, I look down, I'm going to check my feet and be like, nope, socks still on. I got to, <laughs> socks still on. it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. But what if, so say you're the reason why you're quitting is because you don't get along with your manager or Mm -hmm. it's just a toxic work environment because there's a lot of toxic work environments. So what if they raise your salary by a substantial amount and ask you to stay? Would the the increase in money like pacify you to be able to stay in a toxic work environment? What do you mean? It might pacify me to stay longer, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stay. Like it depends on what the new, what the new offer was. Right. Like if they, you know what I'm saying? If they dropped a big number on me, um, potentially I could, I could stay longer. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel honestly, like, I, I feel like any situation, like any challenging situation that, that I find myself in, there's always an opportunity for me to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. And even in a toxic work environment, um, I feel like, like one, there's an opportunity for me to try to exert my own influence, right? And, and try to help to change the environment, right? And that's a, that's a challenge, you know, in and of itself, no matter what, you know, no matter what position that I'm in, it's, you know, it's, it's there if I choose to, if I choose to accept, you know what I'm saying? Mission impossible, right? Um, (laughs) Or, uh, or like, you know, if, if, if I am, you know, I guess, you know, having trouble with, or with the manager, you know, the toxic work environment, um, and, and the, the new position that I'm looking at, um, is, is more of a lateral move than it, than like a, like a move up then potentially again, like I would, con- I would consider it, you know, if, if the number came back large enough, um, I would consider it because now I'm thinking about what, what other opportunities does this extra income now allow me to like open up to because I, because I've got this, right. Like if I, yeah. if I, if it's, you know, however much it is, if I stack this for another, you know, six months, now what, now what else can I do that maybe I couldn't have done before? Maybe I, then I can go after a job that I really, really want and not just take something else. You know what I mean? That's. And I find it funny that we, we had an episode where we talked about engineering the mind and wellness and you're willing to go through this stress for some extra money, Drew. Yeah. Well, it's not, just extra me, it's meditation. not necessarily, it's not necessarily just the money. Uh, but I think that because, because I feel like any challenging situation, like there's an, there's an opportunity for me to, to be better in that situation strictly for going through that situation. Like, 
to me, it's a, I mean, a challenge, more of a challenge. Huh? More. Are you saying, are you thinking of it as more of a challenge to get through? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and I think that, and, and (laughs) something that I think is interesting about me, like sometimes I will specifically choose situations because they're challenging. Like, like I, there's a part of me that likes the idea that like, look what I was able to get through or look what I was able to accomplish because it kind of, it's almost like, uh, proof to me of how strong I actually am, right? I didn't let mm-hmm. this toxic work situation like overcome me. I overcame it and I made an extra so-and-so out of it. You know what I mean? Like, That's a good way to, that is a good way to look at it. But I just feel like depending on how it's affecting you, because some stuff oh, can yeah. stress you out to the point where I'm telling you, corporate America has added a number of grays to my hair and yeah 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 i mean i but uh, ultimately for me for me ultimately i feel like it's i have to let something stress me out you know what i mean like if i let you if if me and you got into an argument like but i don't let what you say get to me then you can't you can be as mad as you want to but you can't stress me out if i don't if i don't let it get to me you know what i mean like so i feel like it's a there's a there's a part of me that has to like take on some of those stressors. Cause I mean, like you can like in a, in a, in a work situation, right? Like you could tell me, look, the project is going to be due on Friday. Right. And I'm like, it's going to take three weeks to do it. Today is Tuesday. Like there's no, no way to get that done. Right. And even they, my manager could be like, well, it's due on Friday. Like I'll talk to you then. And I could be like, all right. <laughs> and I just, in my head, I'm like, it won't be done on Friday, but I'll get as much as I've done. I can do by Friday. And we'll talk about it on Friday. Like, that could be the approach that I take. That's not as stressful. You know what I'm saying? The deadline doesn't become stressful unless I allow it to become stressful to me. That's the Sagittarius in you. I, I mean, feel like you know, you know, half man, half animal. You know what I mean? That's, it, that's what we do. <laughs> I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it get to me, and I, it's just unfortunate. But I, I'm not to that point. I mean, I'm, <laughs> therapy is helping, but um, yeah, no. Um, okay, so the last before we kind of close out and get into that article because we're yes, actually yes. going to talk about reasons where you do not put in a two-week notice so this yeah. um so last question on, on this do you actually make it to the two-week mark or do you part earlier yeah i've always made it to the two-week mark like i feel like honestly i feel like i'm like a goody two-shoes when it when it comes to this but I, honestly it's really just because i thought it, i really thought it was a requirement like <laughs> i don't like i don't i feel like <laughs> It was going to be like taken. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't put my two weeks in, somebody was just going to pick me up off the street and you, I'd never be heard of again. I don't know what was going to happen. <laughs> so I, was, I felt, I, I felt obligated to, I got to know, I got to stay there to the last day. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe I leave early on the last day, but that's only if there's nothing going on. All right. So my, my <laughs> answer to this, and it's kind of embarrassing. I've never admitted this. So here we are, here we are. Oh, I'm admitting yes. it. Truth and being sessions. very honest, live so on the engineer issue. I never make it to the last day, and never, never, I've never made it to the last day. Dang. And so the reason for that is, no matter what the company, no matter what the company is, mm-hmm. um, where the company is, what happened, whether it's a bad situation or not, yeah, I always get emotional when I'm leaving a job. I've, I've cried for every single, uh, like every single last day, yeah. and I, honestly. My first resignation for my first job in Georgia, mm-hmm. you would think that like, 
I was breaking up with somebody that I was in a relationship for like <laughs> I 10 years. <laughs> I was, I cried the whole way home and I don't know what, I, it's something about goodbyes for me that has always, that have, have always been hard, yeah. but I literally remove myself from the situation because I know people are going to be like, oh, bye. And like yeah. trying to give me a hug and I'm going to yeah. cry and that's yeah. going to be embarrassing. So I always take myself out of the situation. Like one time <laughs> I told them, I told, uh, not the last job but the second to last job okay they asked they were supposed to take me out to lunch uh on the last day uh-huh. and so i didn't tell them that i wouldn't be able to come to lunch until the day before i was like yeah you know what i got some i got some things to do and i'm actually not going to be able to make it like i appreciate you guys uh want to do lunch but yeah i had some things like major things come up yeah when they let up. i feel like they was let down when they let down like oh they were oh oh they no, were. okay yeah no we understand no <laughs> they asked they asked me like well is there any way maybe we can do a different day or you could like and i was just like yeah. no the reason was because i will cry and i don't yeah. want to put myself in that situation so okay i got you I, oh that's that's sweet tori so that's you got a you got a nice heart you know what i mean you got a nice you don't want to you don't want to cry I, I understand you know i, I get it that's how i, I feel it. being a being a people pleaser that that resonates with me i understand that's how i feel at the end of the episode i want to cry but i don't i don't want you to see me like like that so i like sorry i'm i i'm gonna embrace you if you cry like you can cry on my shoulder don't even don't <laughs> even worry about it i got you dog i got you all right but as you lead us out uh let's out let's get out of crying i don't even want to think about that anymore. all right this is transition. Can, you, can you transition us into the article so I want you to share with the listeners, Drew, when is it okay to quit without notice? So mm-hmm. just kind of like hit on some of the points on here. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I, I thought the article was, was great. Um, and it, and some of the things that they, that they talked about, um, and you know, kind of when I first read it, I was like, when is it appropriate to quit on um, without a two weeks notice? Like I had to think about it, um, for a little bit, but obviously, you know, when, and maybe it's not obvious, but um, you know, under any situation, if you feel like, uh, you know, there's any sort of threat, like to, yeah. and it not necessarily like to your livelihood and not, it doesn't have to necessarily be that bad, but if you feel like you're going to be mistreated, um, because you've put in a two week notice, then, you know, it makes sense, um, you know, not to, not to necessarily do so. Right. Um, yeah. You know, if you think that you're, there's going to be repercussions because you've put in a two week notice, that was another thing that they mentioned. Um, that I thought was that I thought was interesting, um, even even under the sense that, you know, they talked about like shift workers. Right. So there you're a shift worker and there's a lot of employees or there's a, you know, I guess a surplus of employees that are kind of fighting for shifts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were saying like in, in that situation, it may make sense not to put in a two week notice um, if you're already not getting put on the schedule, you know, for a lot of hours in the first place. Right. Oh, because, yeah, that's a good, that's a good you know, I like it, it makes sense. I was like, yeah, OK, you know, I, I definitely um, understand that. Um, so just really I think it really I think, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, maybe eight times out of ten. Um, it's it's probably the, the the right thing to do to to put in a in a two week notice. Um, yeah. But there's, if there's any you know serious concern about the way that that's going to be received. Uh, when you when you do go about that process, then I think overall that was the what that was what the article was kind of explaining. Um, where these are some examples where the you know the concern that you have it's it's reasonable not to to put in a two week notice under these types of situations. 
Yeah, definitely. So we're going to, um, we're going to leave a link to the article. So just in case, uh, you you're like, you know what, I really am thinking about not putting in a two week notice for whatever reason, this gives you some of the reasons, um, like drew kind of hit on some of the, the, the top ones. And then just, now that we're in a space with COVID, one of the one of the ones that stood out to me was family emergency. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we try to like, you know, please our jobs because and we have stuff going on that's much bigger than work. That's yeah. one of that's a yeah. good reason not to put in a notice, but there's professional ways to do it. So this is just right. saying not giving two weeks. This doesn't mean you just don't show up. That doesn't yeah. mean you go yeah. to the employer. So yeah. there's a professional way to do it without giving two weeks. And we'll make sure that we add uh, this this uh, article uh, link to the notes because it's really good. This is a great article to reference. Yeah, there was there was one other that that it mentioned on there that I kind of I kind of felt a little bit conflicted about. Um, and one? it wasn't necessarily because of what it was saying, but I feel like more of like the implications of it. But the article was talking about. Um, if there is a hard deadline for the new company that you're working for, maybe it makes sense not to put in a two weeks notice for, you know, at the company that you're leaving. Right. And I was like, yeah, well, I've seen that happen. That that makes sense. But part of me makes me think about, well, what kind of company am I going to work for that's not willing to respect like putting in a two weeks notice for the company that I'm currently at? To me, that feels a little it feels a little like. Uh, I don't know, like, like, uh, you're going to do me like that too. You know what I'm saying? Like what goes around comes around type of thing. Like you feel like your company is just, you know, matters so much more than, than the company that I'm leaving that you're going to be like, you gotta, you gotta start on this date. You bump your two weeks notice for the, for your old company. Like it kind of feels like, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, and I don't know, it it make it, it kind of turned me a little, uh, a little bit of the wrong way. That's you, when you, you say all that's when you say all companies matter and you got to let them know that that's a little <laughs> rude. But actually, you know what? I feel like that's kind of a I don't know if that's always true though. I feel like some people when they they're ready to leave and they know that maybe a company's offering them more that they just use that as an yeah. excuse in a way. I don't I don't always think that not saying that there's some companies that are like, "Hey, we need you to start I've never heard of that, but guys, like mm-hmm. if listeners, if you have a situation where you've resigned and a company's like trying to pressure you to start earlier before yeah. two week notice, I've never known anyone to not respect a two week notice. Yeah, it, it does show a lot about the company, but please let us know because yeah. I would love to know if that's happened to anybody. For sure. And uh, For sure. just closing out. Uh, the last thing I like to say that I love about the article is it gives you a resignation and it gives you a resignation letter template. If you don't give a two week notice, if you don't give a two week notice, so it was actually very, very good. So definitely something to check out, check out the notes. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with the great, great article. Definitely check it out. It's in the notes. Click on the link. You know what I'm saying? Send us a message. Give us your story. Um, but, but Without, without further, further ado, ado. <laughs> without further ado, we we are going to welcome uh, a good friend of mine who who, as Tori kind of kind of introduced a little bit earlier, that has she has extensive history in HR and working in HR. She actually uh, has a business now where she's helping 
um, other people who are, you know, maybe looking at um, new jobs or, or, or about to go through, you know, an interview process um, to help them with pointers and tips on how to get more money and how to, you know, structure your contract in a particular way um, so that you are really, you know, getting what you deserve from any company that that's coming on. Um, so I'm really excited uh, to introduce this this young lady to the engineer-ish audience. Uh, so definitely put your hands together and welcome my Woo! friend, Tia. Miss Tia, welcome. Thank you so much, Latoria and Andrew. I am super stoked to be here. Oh yeah, we we are excited to have you, man. We got a lot of we got a lot of questions for the HR department <laughs> because I tell you, as, out of every company that I worked out, I don't know that I've ever read the manual when I started at the company. So not so one coming with it. We coming with <laughs> me it. neither. <I'm> sure, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> So, All right, uh, so we're not gonna we're not gonna waste no time. I wanna I wanna get right into this because we really do have a have a lineup of questions. So where where I want to start out with, like in in today's day and age, does that make me sound old when I say that? <laughs> a little bit. In yeah. today's day and age, you know, everybody is on social media, right? You know, every everybody trying to get their flash on the gram. You know, I'm trying to get my likes up right now. I'm trying to get them up. All right, <laughs> but what what I'm wondering is like. From a professional, um, from a professional standpoint, you know, when it comes to your social media, like how big is a, how big of a part does that actually play in um, people like either transitioning from jobs or people coming on to, to new places um, or even after you've been hired and you're working at a place like could your social media potentially, you know, get you into some trouble? What, what has been your experience just, you know, in the HR realm or whatever and how that things like that have been handled? Amazing question. So uh, depending on what you post, um, it could either uh, be a positive or a negative for you. Okay. Um, and I say that because employees talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was oh, it's a in- lot of talking. There's a lot of talking going Absolutely. on. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. I had a, an incident where um, an employee was supposed to be on um, workers' comp. Okay. Claimed she was hurt on the job Mm-mm. and could not work. Mm-hmm. Um, employees were feeling some type of way about that. And it just so happened this female employee was friends on Facebook with a lot of her fellow co-workers. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. Also, yeah, it also just so happened that while she was so-called hurt on a job with a back injury, uh, where she was caught uh, posting pictures and videos on her Facebook page. Oh, her on the ground fixing cars and oh gosh, uh, I was wow. going to say she wasn't team at the club, was she? Oh <laughs> lord, oh lord, she was right. at Magic City. Goodness, well, uh, what she was supposed to be for real? She threw exactly. her back out for real. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if so that cowboy was... workman comes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if you could, if you could throw it back and somebody don't catch it. I mean, I think that's on you. I don't know if that count as workers comp. That's all I'm saying. You know what? I don't get into all of that. I'm, I'm, I basically focus on the facts and okay. what it ended up a, a seamless uh, workers comp claim turned into um, her defrauding the system. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So it, w- it was bigger than her job. Now you were defrauding the system yeah. by claiming you had a, an injury you were hurt on the job, but really you were 
uh, faking it, really. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, that sounds a little nerve wracking. I would hate to get that call. Like, so it sounds like it's safe to say that really we really have to watch what we put put on social media. So with that being said, what is your thoughts about befriending coworkers, befriending like our managers, like, you know, people's managers? What do you think about that? Like, do you have any what are your thoughts? My thoughts are um, know your audience. Mm hmm. Like, I'll give you a good example. Um, Andrew was my coworker, not really my coworker. I just supported the employees there where we used to work at. So in my role, it's kind of tough because I can't really befriend people mm-hmm. unless I vet them. Mm-hmm. So Andrew was vetted. I okay. knew that there were certain things that I could talk to Andrew with, certain things that I couldn't talk to Andrew with only yeah. because of the nature of my job. Uh, Same thing in your personal life, you know, based on different friendships and relationships that that you have, who you can divulge certain information to and who you can't. Very true. Very true. That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've noticed um, in different organizations, literally people will come to work the next day talking about all the coworkers on like Facebook, like, oh, girl, did you see what she put on there? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm not adding any of these people. And they they, they will request right. you. They definitely <laughs> yes. want you to be a part of that rumor mill. Exactly. And that's where coming, that's when comes in um, knowing your audience. Uh, yeah, I like that. The way you vet your friends is the same way you, and those that you, you see at work that talk a lot, uh-huh. those are the ones that you just want to Basic conversation. <laughs> I wouldn't even tell them if it was raining outside. Hey. <laughs> Bye. Hey, what they what they call it? It's messy. Them the messy yeah. people, right? Super messy. Yeah. I love that. The the idea of vetting out your (laughs) vetting out your audience. That's very important. (laughs) So Drew mentioned a little bit about the employee handbook, and I can say I agree with him. I don't think Mm -hmm. I've ever read a page in the employee handbook. So um, no better person to ask than you. So what are some things new employees should pay special attention to in the employee handbook? Any thoughts? Um, Time off. Mm-hmm. Policies and procedures, uh, code of ethics, code of conduct, Ooh, yeah, is huge. <laughs> um, there's also um, most employers. Actually, Georgia is a drug uh, and alcohol-free state, so most employers have a drug and alcohol-free workplace mm-hmm. policy. Mm-hmm. Some employers have policies where you can't even have an a bottle of unopened bottle of alcohol. So let's just say, for example, um, Andrew, during your lunch break, you decide uh-huh. to go to the liquor store uh-huh. and get something to take home. Because I'm going to do that. Hey, because I'm trying to have me a good afternoon when I get home. <laughs> I'm going to get a, I ain't going to get no pint. I'm trying to get a quart of something. Oh, Lord. That's <laughs> a real scenario you're putting in. It uh-huh. is. It is. Keep going with the story. After my lunch break, I went in, you know. You went and you went to the alcohol. You went to the the liquor store and got a bottle of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that your workplace had a policy where there is no alcohol allowed on the premises as per the policy. Mm -hmm. And because, sir, you didn't make it your business to read the policy, Uh you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Let's just say. An employee saw you with that bottle and being knowing employees, they go and snitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he tells you know, human you know, resources. That, uh, that good stuff out there in the trunk. You've seen it. Right. 
So I call you to my office and say, um, Mr. Martin, um, someone told me that you had a bottle of alcohol on the uh-huh. premises. Is this correct? And you'll say, yeah, I went to the liquor store at lunchtime. It wasn't open. Uh, well, during onboarding, sir, you were given the handbook in which you sign. Typically, when you onboard, you fill out new hire paperwork, mm-hmm. policies, mm-hmm. code of conduct, code of ethics. And in this policy that you signed upon hire, sir, it stated clearly in our drug free and alcohol workplace policy that there is no alcohol on the premises whatsoever. Right in your ass up. Right. That's my, my, I didn't even happen to me. And my heart just dropped when you said yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I feel like you, oh, this Lord. actually happened to me before. Like, that's why I'm like, I'm quiet. That, this, but I didn't go to the liquor store, but that exact thing happened to me before. And I felt like I was just reliving <laughs> it over again. So, I mean, I don't know if you told you or what, but it definitely happened because, um, for me, I went to lunch. I was in Texas. I was on a business trip mm-hmm. and, um, I had a margarita at lunch. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody went back and told and it, it, it played out exactly the way you're saying. So, yeah. I feel like anytime you have a work conversation, they call you sir or ma'am more than three times in the conversation, you might as well go on and sit back. Hang it up. You, you might as well hang it up. Back. They done served they you or ma'am you more than three times in the conversation. Oh, just take a deep breath. Say, I don't That's know right. what I did, but they about to tell you soon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And my key phrase in my conversations are, Help me understand. Uh, mm, help me, mm, help me, help me understand, understand why. I oh, definitely Lord. did. I, de- I definitely did play the clueless because I didn't read the handbook. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That code of conduct is so important because it's like when someone brings something towards you, you don't really yeah. know how to respond. It's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm fine. I'm here at work. Like I, you know, I barely had much of a drink but i mean it, it's their code hey, of that's conduct, important though so. man ignorance is not an excuse mm-hmm. like at the work but place. remember guys during onboarding you're just signing a ton of paperwork mm-hmm. but that's just like when you're buying a house or a car mm-hmm. would you sign that agreement not knowing how much you're going to pay and how long you're paying it for you're signing no. you're signing yeah. stuff and you're not reading it it's important that you know you read it because a lot of times um, that ends up getting employees um, a nice slap on the wrist uh, yeah. or even worse, depending on, you know, what the offense is. Yeah, man, Ooh. that's that I'm one. Hit close you, to you, home got hot, you got me hot over here, too. Like, oh, man, I, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get fired today. But God, <laughs> all right, you're up. We got so many good questions for you, Tia. So awesome. through your next. You want me to ask? You want to ask the next? All right, let me let me go. All right, here we go. Uh, now this is oh, this, this is, a, this is an interesting one, right? Okay, this is about about two week notice. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting if I'm getting a little tired of my place of employment, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. I got to get out of here, right? <laughs> Should a two week notice be given to management first or HR, or does it matter? What if the employee and the manager aren't on the the best terms? What would be you know, proper protocol uh, if if there were some, you know, some concerns there. So there is no formal way to give two two week notice, but it is wise. And I say that because um, some employees will give a week notice or mm-hmm. uh, that's resigning. Uh-huh. Quitting is I'm sick of y'all. I'm out right now. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm done with this, son. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm sick of y'all. I'm gone. <laughs> but be careful with that. And that's why that handbook comes into play. And it's important that you read it. Some employers 
have tight policies. If you don't submit two-week notice, they have oh. rights where you can forfeit all of your vacation because typically typically they'll pay oh, out yeah. your vacation oh. in your last paycheck. But if you don't give two weeks notice, sometimes you'll lose that. Mm. So that's why that two weeks notice is important regardless <laughs> of where you go. That's why they don't care. They'll be like, go on, walk out, go on and walk out. <laughs> go right. ahead. We, we, right. we hope you do. We hope you do. Right. <laughs> Second is you don't have to really give a resignation no, letter. If you and your manager don't have a good rapport, uh-huh. um, the way a good way to send a message is send it via email. Okay. Mm, okay. Subject resignation. My last day is this. <laughs> That's Period. it. Straight That's to the it. point. Ooh, the point. Ooh, that is, I feel like that's cut though right there. Yeah, straight. And you're more than welcome to Subject. see Subject, I'm not coming back. <laughs> End dates, two weeks, 14 days from today. You don't, and I'm not no signature. You don't put no signature on it? You just put your initials? Well, if it's coming from your, e- your, your email They already know. They, they already know. Yeah. Your, your emails usually say sincerely yes. or thank you at the bottom. You yes. delete that. You just put the name. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah. Respectfully. Best regards. Right. <laughs> hey, and I never, I guess I never, never thought about again. the email. I always thought, I guess maybe it's the old school thinking, but I always thought that like formally uh, like sent, like giving a letter was just like the thing to do. Yeah. But I, I think I like the idea of email better because that way if your manager got on your nerves. Absolutely. But typically if you had a good relationship and, and you really didn't want to burn any bridges, you know, you would sit down and have a conversation and say, you know, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm resigning my last day is such and such. Here's why. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you don't like them, here's an email. <laughs> It should have been emailed from me a few times. So I'm glad you made I like that. Clear. You need two sentences to resign. Subject right. and a date. That's it. That's right. Put That's a date it. on it. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's All right. It. So that was that was that was good. A good, that's good. Uh, that's good. answer. I, I was telling I was telling Tori earlier. Um, like <laughs> I don't know where this thought came from in my head, but I thought it was like mandatory to give two weeks notice. I don't know what I thought was gonna happen if I didn't. But I was like, man, I got to get this two, two weeks notice before I get out of here. And I don't know. They might come pick me up off the street or something. No, don't you don't have to. FBI. Um, they might come looking for me. The feds is watching. That's what 2 Chainz said. I heard him. You know what he said? <laughs> no, you don't have to. Um, professionals give yeah. two weeks notice. You have yeah. hourly employees. I have hourly warehouse workers. They quit all the time. They'll curse their manager out, curse their co-workers out, and I'm gone. Dang, and then that's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Now we are but, not condoning this behavior first exactly. and foremost. Exactly. But it does happen. It does happen. It it happens a lot. Uh-huh. But yeah, it just all depends on the company's policy. We don't have a policy where I work at where if you quit or resign, if you quit, we will not um take away your vacation. We'll give it to you, pay it out, and keep it moving. But some companies are funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't, she didn't give two weeks' notice, you forfeit your vacation payout. And then also uh, another thing that I learned the hard way is about some companies, how long you have to be there to be vested. Like I remember Mm -hmm. um, for one Mm -hmm. company, I was there for two years and almost three years, actually. So you had to be there for, uh, I believe, three years to be vested. And I was like so close. And so the amount that was taken away, it was quite substantial. I'm like, I would have waited if I knew this. Like that was like... 
So yeah, that you gotta read, you gotta understand what's in that employee manual. If not, if nothing else, that will not be in the employee handbook. But that is an amazing question to ask during an interview. A lot okay. of companies now. So we're in the age where there's no pensions. Mm-hmm. Um, years mm-hmm. ago, before I even started working, a lot of companies offered pensions. Mm-hmm. Um, were just like a four hundred one k, probably a little bit better. Now all we have is 401k Mm. and a lot of companies, um, most companies, it's three to five years to be vested where whatever you contribute and what they contribute goes with you if you leave. Now, a lot of companies, you're vested as of day one. So that's, I would ask that question on the front end instead of learning it on the back end, especially just Mm -hmm. taking into consideration what is it that you're looking for in an employer? This mm-hmm. this age that we're in, especially in the engineering field, engineers are hard to come by, especially good engineers. Mm-hmm. So companies want engineers and a lot of them will, will pay whatever they have to and do whatever they have to to get them on board. So now candidates need to be changing their mindset. It's about what is it that you're looking for in an employer? Because mm-hmm. you like have it. to vet them. Yeah. And we're vetting you. Exactly. We had yeah. we had a recruiter on, and I feel like he he dropped some insight on us. He was talking about when you're working with a recruiter, like you should you should feel like LeBron coming out of high school. Like everybody should be trying to get you like on today's team. I was like, man, I've been I've been messing up. I haven't felt like LeBron in a while. Like <laughs> Absolutely. And he he said exactly what you said, that engineers are in hot demand. So that's good Mm -hmm. to hear, especially for Mm -hmm. our listeners that are, you know, still out in the corporate arena, you know, seeking employment or the newbies that are coming out of college. That's great. Especially if you're black and especially especially if you're black and a female. Yeah. You are like the Bentley of engineers. Uh I like that. (laughs) Yes. I'm riding with a Bentley over here. Okay. 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 So next question is employment by will. That's something I did not, I never knew about until I didn't even know what this was when she brought this up. She Tori brought this up to me and I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Now she was like, employment by will. I was like, uh huh. I I don't, I still don't know what you're talking about. You got to break that down for me. I had, I literally had never heard of this before in my life until she brought it to my attention. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are kind of confused by it just from um, some of the questions I've seen on this uh, website called Quora that I love to look on. So if you could just like give us some knowledge on employment by will, does it vary by company and what should we know about this term? So uh, Georgia, the state of Georgia is an employment at will state. That means that your employer doesn't have any rhyme or reason to fire you. They can wake up one morning and say, oh, we don't need you. You're gone. Here's the uh-huh. here's the catch. There has to be a paper trail. And what we look out for, um, you ever heard of the term of mitigated risk? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Assessments, yeah. So what a lot of HR professionals, uh, generalists, HR business partners, what they look for prior to determining if they're going to terminate someone is what's the risk associated with terminating this person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where's the paper trail? Mm -hmm. Does this person fall under a protected class? And protected classes meaning females, persons over 40, their gender, 
um, disability status and veteran status. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's last good analysis. information. I needed to know this. I'm, yes. glad, you, I'm glad you asked this question. I so keep we, going. we need to have a paper trail mm-hmm. because let's just say, I'll, I'll, I'll use you, Latori. Let's just say you're African-American female. Are you over 40? No, not yet. No, but you are under a protected class because you're African-American and you're female. So two protected classes. Mm -hmm. Let's just say your manager said, you know what, Latori, I haven't been happy with your performance. Today is going to be your last day. And this is the first time you've heard of this. Mm -hmm. He's giving you good performance reviews. He's never written you up or given you a verbal and he terminates you. Mm -hmm. Dang. The first thing I'm going to ask is, um, where's your documentation to your manager? Uh You have any documentation? Well, no, she hasn't been doing a good job. Well, have you been coaching her? No. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, well, there's a problem here. Miss Latori falls under two protected classes. One, she's a female. And the second one is she's African-American. The first thing I'm going to worry about is you going to file an EEOC claim and saying, I was discriminated against. They fired me. Oh. They gave my oh. other coworkers a chance and he didn't give me a chance. He didn't even let me know I wasn't doing a good job. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm, I'm glad you said that. I felt like you were my attorney there. I Woo! wish I had you. So you went deep with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this. Okay. So Georgia is an employment at will state where employers can terminate you for any rhyme or reason. However, they need to have their T's crossed and their I's dotted as to mm. why. Whether it's job elimination um, or performance. Where's the documentation? Good. And so me having like all these great performance reviews and then my manager just out of the blue wakes up, that shows that I have some leverage. Like if I was working with an t- attorney, that could be, you know, pretty hard for the company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very hard for the company. Man, okay, I'm I glad did you not know that. Hey, yeah, okay. we're getting into some juicy stuff with Tia. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I <laughs> man, I'm that's good. That's good information, right? What's that? The EEOC? EOC. <laughs> so they're amazing because if you have a problem with your employer mm-hmm. and you can file a claim with the EEOC. Okay. And you have uh, one year from the date of the incident to file a claim. Okay. And what they'll do, and you would technically, if you want to go the right procedures, is you would, before you get attorney, what they would do is basically investigate, do an inv- conduct a base investigation based on your claim to determine its validity. Okay. Okay. Um, and then that's when the, the juicy stuff happens, where they dig all into your company's business, uh-huh. all into it, asking questions, who, what, where, when, why, and how. Don't no and company like their business being dug into. No company no. likes that. <laughs> no. And that's why no company likes be, that. No. And that's why it would behoove an employer to have Make documentation. Sure. Documentation. Very important. We got it. Okay. So Tia, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask you. I know a little bit about about your history, right? But I want you so the so the people out there that are listening really have an understanding of the person, the kind of person that they're getting this knowledge from, and it's not mm-hmm. just somebody who spent the year in HR, you know, and, <laughs> and had an HR badge for a little while. Um, can you share a little bit about 
uh, some of your background and some of your history in HR and, and how you've come across all of this information that you're going to be sharing with us today. Sure. So I actually, um, I didn't actually start, if you will, in HR. I started uh-huh. out as an, an executive assistant. Um, okay. When I joined the military, you have to, before you actually swear your oath, mm-hmm. you have to take something called an ASFAB. Which basically it's called a what? ASFAB. ASFAB. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh okay. Wait, how do you spell? Ass-fab. How do you spell that, like, Tia? How do you spell that? ASFAB. Because it did at first it sounded like you said ASFAB, and then it's like ASBAB. I'm like, what? I didn't know I needed to go to the military. I didn't know that. I don't know how to, but it's called an ASFAB, and it's a test that you take to basically place you in the job that you're going to be doing while you're in your term of service. Interesting. Um, I was characterized as a 71 Lima. So that was an admin. Um, My first job in the military, I was an executive assistant for the command group. That was a battalion uh, colonel, uh, battalion XO, and a command sergeant major. And I also had a double duty of managing the award program um, and time off vacation, um, PCS when military members travel to different mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I served on the promotion board. Okay. What branch was that, Tia? What the Army. Oh, well, thank you for your service. First, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank um, you for your service. Uh-huh. I, I, I guess early on, I realized I had a knack with executives. I've always spoken my mind. She don't take no. <laughs> no, I don't take no mess. Even when I was in basic training, I was cutting up and they would be, get down Barksdale, do flooded kicks and do jumping jacks. And I would be laughing, hadn't, I was just so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm going to do these flooded kicks, but I'm going to do them with a, with a jolly old smile. Right, right. But my thing was in the in the army, it's different. It's not about here. It's you, are you physically fit? Yeah. I was always very athletic, and I could run with the best of them. And you know, my uniform was pressed, and I could run. I still talked a lot of trash, but I, <laughs> I, I did everything they asked me to do. And I had a knack with with the executives and getting people to do things that the normal NCO, which is a non commissioned officer, couldn't get them to do. Um, and I actually served under two colonels uh, for both my terms. So typically um, a soldier will do maybe a year or two, but I actually served my full five and a half years under uh, two separate colonels. Okay. So I got pretty lucky. Yeah. I got in trouble along the way. But, uh, <laughs> and colonels, just for people that don't understand, like military speak, colonels are at the top, right? Aren't colonels? So you have first lieutenant, second lieutenant, captain, uh, major. Then you have a lieutenant colonel, then a full bird colonel. And I served under two full bird colonels. Then you have um, generals. And okay, uh, full yeah. guard general is the top. Got it. Okay. The only person, the only major in the in the military I know is uh, Major Payne. I think that's don't the, start. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only one I know. You know what I'm don't saying? Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> so when I got into the civilian world, instead of reinventing the wheel, I said, you know what? I'm gonna stick with what I know. Yeah. And uh, keep you on. Already making had that momentum rolling, huh? Absolutely. 
So I start, I literally, when I say I started at the bottom of HR, I started at the bottom. I started out as an HR rep. Now you're here. Mm -hmm. Started out as an HR rep doing some light recruiting, um, testing, job evaluations. And then Mm. I started doing what I just explained a few moments ago. What is that? Tell me how to do it. I'll do it. Teach me how to do it. So then I started doing recruiting. Recruiting. Okay. Um, And I did that for about two, three years. Then I moved on. Actually, Mm -hmm. after that, I moved on to ACS. Okay. Where, um, what was I doing there at ACS? Some employee relations stuff, some time management, um, some of the uh, HRIS is human resources information systems. Mm -hmm. Um, So managing our human resources information system, um, data entry, basic things. But I think the employee relations piece at ACS actually helped me get that next job that I got where I was an HR specialist and mm-hmm. I solely did recruiting and handled all employer relations uh, issues for six locations. Mm. So you've seen um, a lot then because it sounds like you on got- up. stepping on up. I've wow. seen full out brawls. <laughs> oh um, gosh. Wow. People getting off freaky in the, in the bathroom. Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh Lord! Don't hey, we got a we got a we got a segment called Awkward AF. Don't take us there yet. Don't don't take us there yet. Um, <laughs> people cussing their managers out. Um, spouses going off on they they significance other coming to the job. All types of stuff. Mm, don't so I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you had a lot of. You've had uh, like you've seen like probably security have to walk people out, right? I'm assuming just from all the situations. Yes. Wow. Yes. Fire people on the spot. Um, people uh, testing positive for narcotics on the drug test and oh, firing them. On sp- <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, we gotta, it's like we got to bring you back just for stories. Like, this is- <laughs> you have no idea. I could write a book. I had the most awkward employee relations issue that I had. I, I, I don't even want to, this, is this a PG-13? It's not. Nah, it's not. Okay. Go, ahead. Go ahead and tell the juice. Go ahead. Okay, and so the this is juicy. <laughs> so I had a manager come into my office and this is where I'm working at now and say that a few of her male employees were telling her that there was someone going into the male bathroom and masturbating. Mm. <laughs> 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 Okay, then. Okay. It's been a long pandemic. Yeah. People are. It has been a long pandemic. And I get that. I weird. Get that. Weird. So <laughs> work though, I, had... I feel like it's not the right. You can't put no candles nowhere. Like, how are you supposed to? It's so weird. <laughs> so I had to conduct an investigation and ask people questions. And it all pointed to this one individual. And he looked weird. He is weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when I, it was so funny because. For what I can't remember why I went downstairs. And as I was going back upstairs, I saw him be right before our meeting walk into the bathroom. And I was like, oh no, he's oh. not. <laughs> right, right before the meeting, he know I'm gonna reach out to shake his hand. This district. Andrew, <laughs> I was all over. I said, I'm letting him have it when he comes up to see me. You, you smell like filth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. So I beat him upstairs and there's um, a sofa right outside of my office. So I get in the office and he comes 
And he's looking all scary. And I said, are you nervous? And he says, yes. And I said, good, you should be. (laughs) (laughs) I ran it, literally. Yeah, actually, he was like, man, actually, I'm feeling a little bit relaxed. My shoulders are back now. I feel not too Oh, Andrew, I'd have been hot. I'd have been hot. I'm so hot. I was a little nervous about 15 minutes ago, but now I'm okay. I'm okay. Please, what what did you call me up here for? Let's talk. (laughs) So I said... Help me, and this is my thing. Help me understand. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me me understand why employees are saying that they've witnessed you masturbating in the men's bathroom. And he puts his hands in his lap, his head down, and he says, because I am. And I said, oh, wow. Why would you do that? Why would you even think this is a, a, a private place to do that? And he says, because I'm stressed out and I thought it was a private place. And I said, do you not know that oh there's other goodness. individuals in here besides you? And I said, help me understand another thing. On my way up, I saw you going to back. I hope you wasn't doing that uh, what I thought you was. He says, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm not doing that. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> So the worst is, he was like, it's the, you can see under the bottom and over the top, man. You, what are you, come on. Right. There's a void <laughs> where the door is in the stall. They could see, they said he was oh, in there sure, making yeah. noises and just <laughs> going off. And I was, Dude, he could have went to his car at least. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. So I rode his butt up and I put him on um, EAP, which is an employee assistant plan and made him go through some counseling. Because <laughs> I said, you need, boy, you need some help. If you got to do this at work, at work, at work. <laughs> so the most embarrassing thing was I had to explain the incident to his manager and the VP, uh-huh. their faces. And these are pale white guys. Beat red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they say, uh, the VP, John, he says, you didn't flinch. He said, how are you okay with this? I said, I have a teenage boy at home. Yeah. I said, you know, this is not a problem for me. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Not a problem for me. But, you know, this is, this, is, this is what happened, and this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'll follow up with his counselor after his sessions. And, wow. Um, then by then, the pandemic hit, and everyone had to leave the office. So, I'm sure he's just having a blast at, at home. home. At least say, he, now at yeah. home, it's a whole different story. <laughs> he should come back. He should. She, he should come back like ready, like for. I feel like he's talking junk to Tia. Like at home now, he's like, "I'm at home. I can do whatever I want to during the meeting or not during the meeting." <laughs> Sir, are you? He's always the one that take an extra second to come off mute. <laughs> and just think about you know, it. That, he may even one person in the meeting that only he may even like. like so Think you about there? you, Tia. Like, you know, she's the la- like, how could you not? Like this. Oh this my God. Lady I hope not. Her. I hope not. Lord, I hope not. Woo. All right. Let's we got a little early, a little early segment of that awkward, was awkward yeah. ass right. for real, man. On Tia's. Yeah. Okay. So Drew, you got the next question? Yes, yes, yes. Back right. to the back to the question, man. We're going, okay. we're going to travel. Everybody wants a travel job. Everybody's like, what's one thing you want to do when you get your job? I want to be able to travel, right? Everybody is always talking about this. I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask from an HR professional with your kind of background. There are always, you know, stipulations around travel, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what's proper etiquette, what's not so proper etiquette, right? Um, so I'm curious, like, what would you say are uh, maybe some of the 
things that people tend to get in trouble with or some discretions that people maybe should uh, be considering when on business travel versus uh, a personal trip? What do you what do you what do you think? What are your tips? The main things that I see are abuse of the Amex card. Uh huh. It uh-huh. is for work only. Now, the, there's always a policy once you're issued a, a work corporate Amex card. Uh-huh. And typically the policy is it is for business use only and you are not supposed to use it. However, sometimes people accidentally swipe it for some gum or whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. Just keep that thing out of your wallet <laughs> if you're not on business trip. Uh-huh. Yeah. Period. Uh-huh. Keep it out of, keep it keep it out of your wallet, period. Use it for business only. Make sure that when you are using your Amex card, that whatever guidelines are set for um, submitting your expense report. Mm, mm, that's a whole episode of it. Oh, goodness. Expense reports are awful. Lord, I don't even Terrible. want to talk about it. Terrible. Please submit your expense report. Have all your little receipts together. Um, and the third thing that I've seen common is over schmoozing customers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. There is a, sometimes there are policies, um, typically in the code of ethics or conduct policy. Yeah. Probably yeah. under, oh, what's the category? I can't remember the category, but it's just best to read the whole thing. <laughs> and <laughs> don't just hit the highlights. Ain't no click. Right. Notes. Don't just no hit the notes. highlights. <laughs> right. Read the whole thing. But a lot of times, um, there are stipulations with the dollar amount of gifts that you can accept from a customer yes. and what you can spend on a customer. So be mindful of that. And if you're too lazy to read the code of conduct or ethics, ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me, Tia, when yes. I went on a, um, a trip and we were like really close to New York and the client, they showered us. We had so, so many drinks. I mean, I, that was, that was, it was nice. <laughs> Lots of expensive food, but they asked us if we wanted to go to the Braves game and like be in like the box. And, and me, I'm like, of course, but like my, the people I was with were like, nah, we're, we're all right. I'm like, right. why not? So that's, that's basically what. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that I know our limit is like, $50 or something like that, where that's the most you could possibly accept from a yeah. customer. Anything okay. over that, don't do it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're, they're vendors. So, of course, they wanted to smooth things over with us so they could keep getting uh, the money at the time. So, right. All right. So, uh, getting, we talked a little bit about management, and I've had my share of. Uh, for lack of a better word, shitty managers. So uh, what are some reasons you've seen managers or top leadership be fired for? Because I've had a lot of bad managers and they've had high turnover in their department and they're like usually not fired. I've seen them e- mm. even like be promoted up. So what do I you- I gotta, go ahead, Tori. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, just kind of what, from your experience, what have you seen managers actually be fired for? Or if someone has a really bad manager, like, how should they go about that? Because it, it almost seems like top leadership wins at the end of the day is from, from my experience. I want to I want to add before you answer that, T, I want to add a little bit more to that because you spoke a little bit earlier about how the paper trail is important to firing, a, you know, an employee. Right. Is is the paper trail like have to be substantially larger or substantially more significant 
for managers than it does for a employee. Yeah. Okay. Here's now, the thing. now I'm gonna throw it to you. Now I'm gonna throw it to you. What I've been noticing is that leaders hold employees to a higher standard than they hold their managers who are degreed mm. and have a lot more experience. Mm. But this is my area of expertise, getting a manager on, on out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't play that. Mm-hmm. So what I've been noticing a manager, just a lot of managers may have jumped some levels and they don't get the basics, which is the people skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of managers lack that those leadership abilities, the ability to lead and, and motivate their team. Um, some yeah. motivate uh, or lead by fear. If you don't do this, I'm a fire you. Just depending, depending upon mm-hmm. who you are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, managers don't realize that their employees will make them look like a rock star if you provide resources, mm-hmm. motivation, that, and yeah. leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of managers do not do that. And then that's where human resources um, comes in where, so I have, and this is recent, um, terminated three managers. Um, one was managing by fear in our Texas warehouse. Uh, another one was just lousy as all hell and didn't know what the hell was <laughs> He was just that terrible. Like a lot of managers. That's what, I said. That's what I told his director. He's horrible. <laughs> He's horrible. <laughs> He's horrible. <laughs> He's horrible. And, and human resources, just depending on who's in human resources, because a lot of times, think about it. When you're meeting with Andrew, your manager, when you meet with your director or your senior person, uh-huh. your employees don't know what you're talking about. You, nah, not at all. All your manager knows is what you tell you them. Tell them. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't know, you know, all the gory details, the things yeah. that are going on, the mishaps, the ball, the, the numerous balls that have been dropped. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's where having a good rapport and a good relationship with employees and human resources. I believe human resources, if you have an ER person, should not just be sitting in their office, meeting employees. Um, your company should be conducting stay interviews. Yeah. 90 days after employment. How things yeah. are going? Have you gotten the training that you received? Mm. But as it pertains to managers, they should be doing that. Yeah. They should be developing a rapport with their employees, mm-hmm. uh, finding out and, and learning about where their area of expertise is and where their weaknesses are and yep. help them build on their weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that I've gotten a, a manager out of here for was she was leading by fear. Uh, and these were, uh, this was a warehouse manager. Um, so she was basically scaring them. If you don't do this or, or you don't do that, um, you're going to get fired. Yeah. And it wasn't until an employee called into the anonymous hotline saying that she was being harassed and her manager didn't do anything about it. And that's when I had to get involved. And then I opened up the whole can of worms. And I was going to say, oh, out. that wasn't even what it was about. <laughs> right. Um, and she ended up being fired. Um, so did, then, was there a buildup leading to her resignation or was it that one incident that kind of... She didn't resign. We terminated her. Right. Oh, yeah. So I meant, I'm sorry, leading to her being fired. Was it a buildup or was it 
Well, did a lot well, of here's the thing. Her manager, there were several other incidents that led up to that one, but that's mm-hmm. why I say documentation is key. Okay. Her manager never documented the times that he asked her to do things and she didn't do it, or she had certain KPIs or certain metrics that she had to meet and she didn't meet them. He never wrote her up or even had a verbal conversation. Even if you're having a verbal conversation with your employees, my recommendation is always send them an email. Follow up email. Recap. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, email Recap on what you got. There's your paper trail. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. your paper trail. He had nothing, nothing. So that where my job came into play was, okay, let's, we can't write her up for something that, happened three months ago that you should have wrote her up. But since she hasn't done a good job with managing this employee issue, let's put her on a pip and let's list everything in there. And these are the expectations going forward. And if you don't meet these expectations within the next 30 days, um, there will be further disciplinary action to include termination of employment. And within two weeks, she was out of there because she couldn't do it. She couldn't meet a job. She couldn't do a job. So we got her for failure to perform and we got her on out of there. Can, can you got explain it. a little okay. further what a PIP is? Because it's not Scotty Pippen for those people who might have It's been. not. It's not, <laughs> not. not Scotty Pippen. Okay, just make sure. A PIP is a performance improvement plan. Mm-hmm. What I have the managers do is if there's uh, any issues, violations, deviations, they're going to list what they are, the dates. Mm-hmm. Um, how it financially impacted the business, impacted mm-hmm. the business, maybe a dollar amount. Oh, it cost the company $5,000 for this era. Yeah. Then in the second section, they're going to, the manager or supervisor is going to list their expectations for their improvement, um, for their performance going forward. Mm-hmm. This is what I need you to do. A, B, C, D, and E. There's a section in the performance improvement plan for the employee to list what they can do to help contribute towards their success. Okay. At the very bottom and my favorite. My favorite. My favorite is (laughs) failure. Failure to meet the expectations of this PIP will result result in in termination termination. or termination of employment. (laughs) That way for within those 30 days, if you even blink wrong, we can Uh fire you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, for an employment by if this if it's like the state of Georgia and it's employment by at will, right? Employment at will. So if it's employment at will, do you even need a PIP? Can't you just simply like why? Well, a lot of times, um, that's just crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Yeah, maybe need like right the person's uh, Caucasian. Maybe he's not forty, but maybe he's a, a disabled person. Maybe he's a veteran. That's one of the protected classes. So just so I won't have any problems going forward. And, and yeah. in the military, just to give you a little bit of background, military is very document based. Mm-hmm. If it's not in black and white, it doesn't count. Yeah. So I will document the hell out of something <laughs> to cover my tracks. Yeah. Just so nobody can't say, oh, I didn't know. No one told me. Oh, remember this email I sent you? Remember this that you signed? You knew. Too late. You gone. Yeah. Matter of fact, you replied to the email. Yes, I know. As a matter of fact, that's what you said. Right, right. But a lot of managers are lazy. Yeah. And yeah. What I found is a lot of managers are lazy and they don't include their team in decisions. Be transparent with them, as transparent as you can, because, you know, 
we don't have control over everything that, you know, comes from up top. Right. They right. will help them. Right. Don't think that, you know, you're in this alone. But a lot of managers want kind of all the glory and all the credit to say, I did it by myself. But it's yeah. really not just about you because yeah. your team will make you look like a rock star. Mm. If you treat them well, but a lot of managers want to do everything on their own to, to get all the glory and all the glitz versus saying, you know, me and my team, we did this together. Mm. Talk, yeah, about it, the, Talk about it. The moment, the moment the team messes up, it'll be like, oh, they did this. Hey, then that's when you want to shift absolutely. the blame. You don't want a manager like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. I, I like it. So I want to <clears throat> I want to ask one more question before we kind of shift into a new segment. Um, and I think this is kind of a, a good kind of lead into and lead out of, of, of where we're going. So exit interviews. Right. A lot of companies do exit interviews like when employees leave. The question is. The companies ever really do anything with that information like they're because I, I know a lot of especially on exit interviews because I talk to people after they've left. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so how did you know, how did it go? What happened? Oh, man, I, you know, and some of them might be embellishing a little bit about what they told, you know, what they told during that time. But I feel like for the most part, people are very honest during their exit interview. And so I'm curious, how do how do companies what do they do with this now that they have this information from the exit interview? How does how does how does that generally get handled? Most times, Andrew, it doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't. What I figured. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now at ACS, um, so I, I think there was a pivotal point at ACS where, where our former CEO realized that some things needed to change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he asked me to help him out with exit interviews and what do I think? And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Kevin knew I tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. well, let, well, let me tell you what's really going on. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, but for the most part, Andrew and Latori, they go nowhere. Now, I think where I'm at now and I think wherever I go, I try to, how can I put this? Most businesses or places of business are stuffy. Mm -hmm. I have this eccentric personality. I don't care where I am. I'm not going to be phony for nobody. I yeah. am who I am. You yeah. either like me or you don't. Yeah. But know that I have no malicious intent. I truly love what I do. And I truly care about all of the employees that I serve. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important that I share the information that I know to someone who can do something about it. Mm -hmm. I just so happen to look up and have uh, developed an amazing rapport. And I think I have with actually I I just got to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot it. Go ahead. Toot it. Go ahead and toot it. Go ahead and toot it, girl. <laughs> With the executive team where they 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 trust my feedback and, and the information that I provide them. Um, Kevin did. Um, and the, this my president and VPs do where I'm at now. So where I'm at now versus holding on to it. I am invited at the last portion of the executive meeting. And mm -hmm. what I do is I conduct the stay interviews within 90 days of employment. Uh, how are things going? Are you getting all the training? How you like your manager? Yeah. 
spill what spill the tea what's going on yeah. what can i help you with what do you want to do you know what is it that you want to learn uh, i'd like to help you you know get there yeah yeah uh, then i conduct the exit interviews and of course they're extremely honest on their way out of course of course and what i do is I basically take all that data, break it down, and I present it during the EC meeting, executive meeting, uh, once a month. And um, for each employee that I interview, I send the exit meeting to the VP of that department. Mm, Okay. So that they see. And if it's something of concern, then we have a conversation, especially if it's something of concern, like maybe harassment or uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, discrimination or anything like that. So yeah. where I am, um, we do something with it. Um, the company that I was at prior to where I'm at now, we did absolutely nothing with it. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't till, and what's funny is I used to tell Rhonda, Y'all keep playing around with these employees. Y'all going to be the only ones back here doing the work and they're going to be gone. They can uh-huh. show you everything they can tell you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Remember when it, we had like this mass quitting. Andrew left. It was like four employees left in one day. When? Oh, Kevin, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember. Yes. No, and I do Kevin remember. was like, I need to talk to you right now. Yeah. I, yeah. like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can show you better than you can tell you. Y'all gonna be in here doing the work by yourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't start, employers don't start paying attention until employees start. Yes. Yeah. Start making it a, making it yes. a point that it needs to be known. Like, yes. So yes. I actually want to close on, so this, to your point, you know, employees usually do make a statement when you see that turnover wheel within a department. Um, so I had a situation, um, where in a certain department, four people, like four engineers quit back to back under one manager. It was because of the one manager and they quit, but he got promoted up. Like, have you ever, it's ridiculous, but have you ever seen something like that happen where there's a lot of people quitting and then like nobody takes a look to me, this is where exit interviews are important because it's like, Hey, we're telling you why we quit. Um, so why why would they not do anything about because it? no one said anything about it who was going to stop them from doing it employees don't do anything besides quit and move on if right. it was something of importance especially something legally mm-hmm. um, even if it wasn't but just shaking the trees a little bit going to the EEOC and filing a complaint depending on what it was but in this particular situation, who was going to, who did something about it? Who said something? Probably nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was going to stop it? Yeah, that's Probably true. Nobody. So employers typically, um, just like in life, people are crooks. You keep doing what you're doing and t- because you can yeah, get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the same concept. Same. It, it happens all the time they're going to keep doing it because they can get away with it because mm. nobody's saying anything and no one's doing mm. it and employees sometimes they are putting the employer in, in a bad position by quitting because they're losing an employee they're going to have recruiting costs yeah. uh, the time that it takes to interview someone training the time to take to interview 
um, recruit, interview, train, and then onboard. Yeah, yeah. that's expensive. That takes isn't a lot it? of time. Yeah, but sometimes, just depending on the employer and and, and 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 what they have going on, there 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 may be a bigger picture that those down at the bottom don't see. So mm-hmm. even though he's a horrible manager, we're going to, st- or maybe they don't know. And a lot of times no one says a word and you, you, you'll say, how does it no one see again when he goes into his meetings for his weekly or bi-weekly meetings with his manager, he's telling him or her <laughs> what good. he wants them to know. <laughs> what about surveys though? Cause a lot of companies do have, um, surveys where they allow the employees to give their input. I know some employees fear, but I've always been straight honest. Like I, I really don't ever mm-hmm. care. Like I use it as an opportunity, like, thank God I can really get out how I feel about this company. <laughs> and I put so much time into the survey. So what do you say about companies that have surveys? What if people are comp- like saying negative stuff about their manager anonymously? Do they really take that seriously at that point? Yes, we we do look into it, but as it pertains to surveys, how surveys are kind of analyzed is we're looking for patterns and trends. If you're the only person that is filling your guts in a survey and the majority of employees are too scared Mm. to divulge that type of information, no one's really going to take it serious because there's no pattern. Yeah. Mm, now, if you have five, six, seven employees uh, under one manager saying the same thing, now there's a problem. That's when something needs to be looked into. But mm. nine times out of 10, um, if one person out of 10 says something, it may not be taken seriously. But what you can do, and I hope people do this, just like human resources documents the heck out of stuff and Uh recaps conversations employees can do the same thing if you have an issue with your manager there's a way that you can tell them about themselves in a professional manner Mm -hmm. schedule a meeting send an email i would like to have a conversation get your thoughts out on paper that way you can bullet and touch points and you have documentation Mm-hmm. I would like to talk about some concerns that I had regarding A, B, C, and D. After the meeting, you've already clarified what you wanted to talk about in the email invite. Uh-huh. You have the conversation, recap, and email. Yeah. Yeah. Set okay. some expectations, um, as well as follow up expectations. That way, you have proof that you made your, and I always say, Make someone aware of an issue first. Give them an opportunity to fix it. You got them then, because if they don't do anything about it, the onus is not on you, it's on them. And then if that person fires you or treats you indifferently, you have documentation saying that the behavior started after I sent him this email Uh, and we had a conversation. uh That paper trail. That paper trail. You can always have a conversation, but it's it's chess, not checkers. Yeah. Got to play chess. Gone deep with it. Gone deep with it then, Tia. Okay. (laughs) It's chess, not checkers, y'all. That's right. It's chess. Strategy. You need That's right. That's right. And if you get... Go ahead. Go ahead. If you get fired, and remember, there's always... uh, 
Sometimes, not always. There are there could be always that chance that maybe they could fire you. That's fine if you have a valid reason of why you had to have a discussion with your manager or why you had issues with your manager and they fired you and you felt as though it was retaliation and you had documentation of conversations, file that claim with the EEOC Uh and get you an attorney. Yes, ma'am. They'll be willing to settle very quick, very quick. I bet. Very quick. But always, never be afraid to have those conversations, but always have a paper trail. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want to snap my finger. This is that this is, is good. That yeah. is the key. And Thank I think you. honestly, I think that's that's really perfect, right? So we're gonna normally we would transition into our awkward AF situation, but I think your your homeboy in the bathroom that you already had the discussion with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I think he already covered that section, that section for us. Uh, yeah, so I'm while we're while while we're talking a little bit about strategy, I want to move move into engineering education, right? And in, in this part of the segment, we really like to try, you know, to give our listeners some, some education that can either help them to grow in their career or for those that are kind of moving in their, in the, into their career, um, some tips that can really kind of help them, you know, get to the places where, where they want to be. Um, so for you coming, you know, coming from your background with your history, seeing everything that you've seen, what is it that, you know, for not necessarily just for engineers, but especially for those within the engineering field, what is it that they can do either going into or, or being in their career to really help them like progress to those higher levels or get to those places where they want to be in their future? I would say the first thing is figuring out what exactly do you want to do in the realm of engineering? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many areas you can go into. Mm -hmm. You may say, you know, especially starting out as a new engineer, oh, I love this, I want to do this. And you get into the the work, the world of the working, Uh and you're working in the field that you went to college for, and you went, I don't like this. Uh, We do this at work, and I like this. I want to learn more about this. Yeah. Really get a good under, I would say, try to get as broad of an understanding about whatever it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. and figure out what you love to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say start out with that first, because there's nothing worse than being at work and hate being there and hate doing what you're doing. Exactly. That is a good, that's a good, that's a good point. And so uh, with that, with that being said, so finding, you know, your passion, what, what makes you happy, what you like to do, um, I want to ask a, qu- a question, just kind of pick, piggyback for, uh, piggybacking off of that for education. What about interviewing? So people are getting into their careers or transitioning into like other positions. Do you, do you have any like, you know, top tips for interviewing or just any, anything that you could tell the listeners um, that they should be weary of when they interview or they should do? So I'll give you a recruiting tip when a lot of times employers post positions you would think that you're getting a small snippet or picture of what you will be doing in this role Uh they kind of tweak it a little bit and a lot of times maybe sometimes the manager hasn't really updated the job description and we all know Uh that, that a clause at the Usually it's the last bullet at the end of a job description that says other duties as assigned. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) What I would ask to get a true understanding of whatever job you're interviewing for would be something to the effect of 
Tell me about what it is like uh, working in this position. Is there someone that I could speak to that mm-hmm. is currently working in this role or has worked in this role that can tell me what I would be doing? Mm. What a typical day like is in this role? Is that is that would they be willing to, I guess, I mean, I guess they would, but like give you a person that works at the company that like literally works in that position? Is that is that too much to ask? I don't know. I mean, mean, you tell me. (laughs) Sometimes they will have because the person in that role, that role, the this new person will be filling. Uh There has to be someone that has a higher knowledge of what it is they're they're looking for. Sure. Like, yeah. They're at ACS. They'll have Leonard come into interviews and he'll kind of quiz them on whatever little fancy stuff yeah. he does. Yeah, right. <laughs> if they really know what they're doing. For sure. For sure. If there is typically the manager does not, he may have a broad knowledge, but not really kind of deep yeah, down in the trenches. Into the technical details. Yeah. Right, right, sure. right. Sure. There has to be someone that could help to paint a picture, a clear picture okay. of what this new person would be doing in this role to help you. If they want you bad enough, they'll make you feel comfortable. So at least you, they should be able to, yeah. you, you want to know what you're getting into. This is a life change. You're yeah, asking for sure. someone, you know, to switch jobs and you're saying, come here, you picked me. I applied. I picked you. Now you're picking me because yeah. you called me for an interview. Yeah, You picked me yeah. to pick you and you pick yeah. me. So I'm trying to pick you. So pick me. That's right. what I'm trying to tell you. Give me some more info. They'll actually appreciate you for that. Yeah. You yeah. really get a good under an in-depth understanding of what the role is. And if they ask why, say, I want to make sure that I can meet your expectations. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like Plain that. and simple. I like that. Yeah, because it <laughs> it goes back to like you say, vetting that potential employer out. It should be, you know, it should be like transactional on both sides. Like we want to know. Okay. I like that. And it happens a lot. A lot of times you get into jobs and and I know probably we all can attest to getting in, whether it be early on in our career or later in our career, getting into a job and be like, uh, we can talk about this. Yeah. You can stop right there at the, uh, part. Cause that's where everybody just be like, uh, uh, like, is this even a position I apply for? Is this the company I came from? It's happened to all of us. It's it's a horrible feeling because you feel blindsided. Exactly. Yes. I felt that a couple of times in a couple (laughs) of positions that I didn't stay at for very long. All right, Tia. So I've loved this session with you. Like this, this is probably amazing. one of one this of the, the favorite amazing. interviews. Like we had just been waiting for HR because as you can see, we asked so many questions yes, and yeah. um, we didn't even have enough time to ask all of them. But um, just thank you so much for, um, you know, coming on. Uh, one of the last things that we have uh, our guests do is you know, leave us with a little bit of inspiration. We're always sad to to leave out. So we'll just like have you lift us up because, um, you know, our listeners always look forward to the inspo. So you would give us something to something inspirational. Yes. Yes. Take us to church, Tia. Come on, girl. Take us to church. I would say uh, my main thing uh, is absorbing Absorbing as much knowledge as you can. Mm-hmm. No one can ever take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't make any sense working um, if you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Work somewhere where you're going to be happy. 
Um, the worst thing you, a person can do is come to work every day dreading to go to work or feeling like a robot. Yeah. yeah. If you feel like that, leave. But in the meantime, um, employers, I'm just going to keep it 100. Please. Employers <laughs> will use and abuse the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Find something that you, you need from them, whether it's knowledge, uh, whether it's paying them paying for you to go to school or whatever. Get what you need and move on to the next. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. On to Love the next that. on on to the next one. <laughs> That's right. That may be the best inspiration I've heard yeah. in the history, our yeah. very short history of the engineer-ish. Thank you so much, Tia. We love and, it. We love it. And we love for you to plug, like, if you have any way that our listeners can reach out to you, like, if you yes. have any... Before um, before you even plug it, I got, I, I got to... I feel like I got to say this, right? So everybody that is listening to this episode, you will hear the type of knowledge that, that Tia is sharing with you all, just based on her own experience. And so she has also helped like individuals like with this with this process, like personally with like with them and a particular job. So if you are like thinking about going through that process and you're looking for somebody or you're looking for, you know, help in that arena um, and and, you know, you got the you got some funds. You know what I mean, like like Tia is also like like working with <laughs> individuals um, to help them make more money. Now, of course, like it's not, you know business is business, you know what I mean? But if you're looking to make some of these gains in your career and could use somebody on your side that really has more of the other side of the picture to help you make some of those, make some of those moves, uh, my girl Tia is, is definitely out here for you. So please Tia, drop us your plugs. How can people get to you? How can they reach out to you if they if they need you? Well, I'm not official, official yet. I'm still working on, um getting my LLC together. But uh, let me just start off with saying I help with resume writing, um, negotiating offers, uh, offers, bonuses. Mm -hmm. um, If you need some, I'm not a legal person, but I can help with advice as far as employee relations, issues on the job, uh, issues that we've just talked about now, as well as a, a, a plethora of other issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get in touch with me at a Barksdale, all lowercase, 32 at gmail.com. Okay. And we will plug that in the notes, you guys. So don't worry. It will be there. Um, we'll have... Tia's information for you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. We gotta, we gotta say thank you one more time, Tia. Everything that Thanks you have so added, much, not That's only to us but to the li- to the listeners as well. Like, I hope you guys were taking notes. If you didn't, run the episode back, play it one, one more time, and make sure you get some of this amazing knowledge that that she has dropped on us. I really wanted to say thank you so much uh, for joining Tori and I and and yeah, helping really to not only share that knowledge but share some of the love as well. And I'm going to encourage the listeners to share it with a friend, share it with a co-worker, share it with a family member, because yeah. a lot of the stuff that we ask Tia, some people are too afraid to ask the, their employer, their HR uh, representative. So yeah. this information is helpful. So this share is what with you them. need to know. And you yeah. are on the need to know basis with us. Yeah. So Absolutely. thank you, Tia. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I had a blast. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.